0: Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you'll be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good to see you guys. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your loving kindness and grace and goodness and just always being faithful and, and, and there for us. And so we just give you the praise. Holy Spirit, ask that you speak through me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it's good to be here this morning. We're in a really, like, like I, um, I'm happy the world's right. It's not raining. The sky is blue. The Oklahoma Sooners won. <laughs> Seems like the world's kind of adjusting us so much, I'm so excited that I wore my red shirt today in honor of the Sooners. So you guys are like, red? That's not red? Yep. Yeah, it is. It's the one that I read. It says ARIOT, so I've read it. So you guys are thinking, he's colorblind. I'm not. Not really. And I brought the board out, too. And so some of you guys are like, man, I feel like in a tunnel or something. Can you hear me? I get a little feedback. So some of you guys are like, there's certain things we don't understand, Pastor James, and there's certain things I don't understand, too, and I'm going to list some. Okay? Number one. Where's my glasses? Oops. I'll guarantee you I'll drop these things at least three times before I'm done. Okay. Number one. This is real spiritual stuff. For you guys who grew up in my generation and watch cartoons, why doesn't Tarzan have a beard when he lives in the jungle without a razor? Why do we press harder on the remote control when we know the batteries are flat? Why do banks charge a fee on insufficient funds when they know there is not enough already? And then this one really gets me. Why do kamikaze pilots wear helmets? <laughs> Why does someone believe you when you say there are four billion stars, but check you when you say the, the paint's wet? <laughs> and then whose idea was it to put an S in the word lisp? <laughs> what is the speed of darkness? Why is it that people say, say they slept like a baby? Has anybody ever had a baby? <laughs> if, if the temperature is zero outside today and it's going to be twice as cold tomorrow, how cold will it be? <laughs> and then this is my favorite one. Do married people live longer than single ones, or does it just seem longer? <laughs> All the married people laugh, and the single people are like, "What is that about? Right? How is it that we put man on the moon before we figured out it would be a good idea to put wheels on our luggage? <laughs> and so um, I could go on and on. so I got a list of things that I just don't understand. just like you guys are like, "Well, why does Buster James keep doing this?" right?" And there's a lot of things in this world that we don't understand. And it's a good thing for us to learn and find out things. And it's good for us to question stuff too, right? So we've been studying in Genesis, and I'm going to read here in Genesis, and I'm going to go to Galatians, and then I'm going to go to Isaiah. And I'm being really optimistic because I might get out of Genesis. Okay, hold on now. What's going on with my eyes? Can you see? Okay, there we go. My eyes are getting better. It's a miracle. It says, I'm I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Now watch this. It says, On the seventh day, God had finished the work, and he rested. So when God, God created the heavens and the earth and the universe and the stars, he, on the set, he done in seven days. He's like, Hey, boys, I'm done. This is all. But God's so powerful. Do you know that the universe is continually, exponentially expanding and expanding and expanding? Because that's the power of God's word. When God says something, it's finished, it's done, even though you see it still going forth and you still go out. Do you know what that means? That means when when God finished the work, he already had. That's why it says from the foundations of the earth, I knew you and I planned you. From the very beginning, the first seven days, you you, you were logged in. God had you in mind and God God wasn't wasn't just a coincidence you're here. You didn't just pop up and say, Oh, look, I'm here. You know, I was a frog. I was a fish. I was a tadpole. And now, look, I'm a human. No. God created you in his image and in his likeness. And he created you unique and special, made in his image. Adam and Eve were created in his image. And God put them in the Garden of Eden, right? Now, I'm going to recap a little. And in the middle of it, he said, You know what? You can eat every tree, Right? Of every tree except the tree of what? The knowledge of good and evil, right? So here they're just having a good time, running around in paradise, no worries, you know? And, and the enemy comes, Satan comes, accuser comes. And who's the first person that he accused? God, right? And he, he said, said half got said? It's like, you know what? May, maybe God says his shirt's red, Right? Maybe you can't trust what God's saying. Maybe he's colorblind. Maybe he didn't mean it just like he said. Or maybe God's just a straight liar. Because if you eat it or touch it that day, you will be like God and you will see. And so here, guess what? When they were created, they were already what? Like God. They were made in his image. And they were communing with God. And they had a relationship with God. They didn't have to do anything else. They were made in the image, in the likeness of God. They had no shame. They had no sorrow. There was no death. All they had was life. And the enemy starts accusing and says, hath God said. So here, here we find the root of all sin. Do you know what the root of all sin is? Some of you like our sin. un E. leaf You know what that means? It means you do not believe. That's the root of all sin. She didn't believe God. She didn't believe what God said, and what did the enemy do? He tricked her. And so he tricked her to, oh, well, I've got to do something to be like God. So I've got to eat from this tree, and then I will be complete. And here's where us as believers, we fall into this thing where we think, Oh, I'm saved now. Now I got to do this, 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 and this. Or we think, but to be saved, I got to do this, 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 and this. It's like like trying to clean up before you take a bath. You know, it, it just doesn't work. That's why Jesus says, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden." He says, "And I will give you a lot of work to do. I'll give you a whole law that you have to keep and keep it perfectly, or or you're gonna <coughs> fall every time." No, he said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who's he talking to? Everybody. He's talking to the religious. He's talking to the sinners. He's talking to everybody. And he's saying, come to me. I will give you rest. God said in the beginning it was finished, but there's another time coming around here where, where this happened. And on this... Jesus said, it is finished. Do you know what that means? It's completely done. It is finished. He finished the work. It is. That's a D, by the way. (laughs) It is finished. That means we don't have to add to what God did. We don't, we, Jesus, they talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And this was one of them. I always try to figure it out because, like, I can't get enough fruit. But, like, the more I try to be, have gentleness, goodness, peace, meekness, and then I get this man, I'm walking in the Spirit, but I'm trying to do it from the flesh. I'm trying to make this fruit appear. And that's called, it's called the fruit of the Spirit. Now, what does fruit do? Fruit roots for the wrong football team. Right? Yeah, fruit cakes, that's what we call them, right? Now, fruit grows on trees, right? And as it grows on trees, what happens? Or as a tree grows, it has fruit. It bears fruit, right? Remember that, that Jesus cursed a tree one time, too. Do you know which tree he cursed? The fig tree. Do you know why he cursed the fig tree? Because it wasn't producing figs, but also remember what did Adam and Eve... Um, cover themselves with in the Garden of Eden? Fig leaves. Do you know what he's saying? I don't want you covering yourself to to be clean. I don't want you covering yourself to be saved. I want you to come to me and do it on the basis of my finished work. And he was setting them up and he, and he was talking to them about, about all this. But it is finished. Jesus finished the work. Either it Either he did, or he lied, and, and none of this counts. Right? He did. He, he totally did. So, so sometimes we start going through some hard times. Anybody ever go through some hard times? Think, oh, man, where's God? God don't like me. God don't do this. God don't do that. I've been watching my Oklahoma Sooners. Last two weeks, they lost. Now, after the last week, they're ready to fire their offensive coordinator, who is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. They're, like, leading in all the stats. But he had a really bad game. So, like, well, I, you, you didn't win, so we're going to kill you. Or, like, we're going to wipe you out. <laughs> and so, actually, the coach is legendary coach Bob Stoops' his son, Drake's on the team. And the reporters were saying, well, you guys got two losses now. You're not going to win the national championship. What do you got to play for? You ever, like, feel like that in your life? you know what, I've gotten beat up. This failed and that failed and everything that I'm trying to do has failed. What do I got to play for? What do I got to live for? What do I got to go on? It may seem like you have no hope, but I want to tell you something. When you have Jesus, you have hope. As long as you have a breath in your lungs, you have hope. As long as there's a God in the heavens and a God that lives in me, I have hope, right? And so, so they're asking you, they're like, what do you got to play for? And he's like, are you serious? Serious? I've worked for six years because of the COVID year. He had a red shirt year and they gave him an extra year. And um, he's like, I've worked 10 hours a day. He was a walk-on, earned his way. He's like, 10 hours a day, I've worked. Worked and worked for this moment to be here. In fact, they were asking the defensive backs, they're like, why do you guys do get on goal line stands? Those are really hard. That ain't hard. You should see our practices. Our coach puts us in impossible situations. This is easy compared to what he does for us in practice. So you're sitting there thinking, God don't like me. And all of a sudden, God's like, I'm preparing you for something that's greater and bigger than you ever dreamed or thought, right? And so they're like, what do you got to play for? And he's like, we have everything to play for. You're like, it ain't over. We can still win the Big 12 championship. We ain't going to fold up and go home just because we lost two games in a row. You know what they did yesterday? They went out and won. They didn't just win. They dominated and they come together. They took all the their names off the back of their jerseys and they had unity on the back of their jersey. And that was one team playing for one purpose with each other as one. But as I was watching the interview after the game, he put his arm up. And I was like, oh, that's Hebrew. And I was like, that is Hebrew, but do you know what that Hebrew says? Gam Zayahir. Let me put that, let me tell you what that means. Because it's really significant and it's amazing how God sends you messages from the weirdest places. You ever God ever talked to you from the weirdest places? And you know what his number is? Number 12. You know what I think about when I see 12? I, th- I think about the completeness of God. I think about Israel and who they are. And so I see Israel. I see number 12. I don't even think he's, he's Jewish. He might be somewhere. There's a reason he has it, especially to have this. But I'm going to write it down like this so, so you guys know. Okay. So I don't mess it up. So you've got Gam, Zah, Now this is Gamal, this is Zayin, and this is Yod. And that actually literally means this. I want to I get this right so you guys can see what it means. It means, Gam, the loving... That's a V. Sorry for my writing. I'm not. This is how I like to write. I can only read it. The loving-kindness of God Zion means to protect and defend you until The Great Or to protect and defend until the Yod, which is this is Yod right here. Until the Great Changes that God is planning. I mean, you're like pastor James go back to school. Okay. So that's what was on his arm was Gamzeol and it's Gamel and Yod and it means the loving kindness of God to protect and defend you until the great changes that God is planning come. Like, well, where did that come from? Actually, a lot of the Jewish people will wear a ring with this very insignia on it. Well, where did that come from? Actually, it comes from Persia. There's this king in Persia, and he says, says I want you guys to come up and make make a, a saying that will when I'm sad will will make me happy, and when I'm happy will make me sad. So what they come up with was this. And what it means is this too will pass this too will pass can you put up on the screen okay this too will pass now how many of you have heard there's this um, young prince in Israel and he was actually a noble he was next in line to be the king of Judah but the Babylonians come in and wiped him out and took him and his people into slavery. And as he's in slavery, God starts bringing him up and starts giving him favor. And then finally, the, this, this king has a dream that, that, that this young noble that's been taken away uh, um, to his king in Babylon. The king has a dream. And guess what? Him and his people around him fasted and prayed and God gave him the interpretation. To the dream. And this is where the rabbis say that they got that this saying is from a dude in the Bible that we all know as Daniel. Right? And so a dude that looked like it was hopeless, it looked like his reign was over, it looked like he wasn't going to get to step in to the destiny that God had called and planned for him. But look what God did in Daniel's life. God took him and placed him. Right up to the top. Really, he was giving counsel to the king then. And obviously, that kingdom didn't flourish because of all different things. But he was placed by God in that time. Can you imagine him thinking, oh, well, now I'll never have hope. How are our people? Can you imagine? It didn't. Daniel was steadfast. They threw him in the lion's den. And you know what happened? Shut the shut the mouths of lions. You see, see the other, other people. Meshach. What is it? Meshach. Bendigo. yeah. What is? Who is it? Shadrach, Meshach, and Winnebago. Close enough, right? When I was a kid, I thought it was Winnebago. I was like, I can We we lived in a Winnebago, so I was just like behind a church when I was a little kid. I remember that because my dad was a pastor there, right? And so, where was that? So here's here's Daniel. He has plans according to the rabbis, to be. He was from from the tribe of Judah. He he, He would have been the next king of Judah, and he gets carried off. So I got something to say. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're going through some hard times. Maybe it looks hopeless. Maybe it looks like this. Maybe God canceled your plans, but what if God canceled your plans to save your life? What if he sent you the other direction, but it was to avoid danger? What if he fights battles you know nothing about? What if his plan is better than yours? See, this, this the tree of life, tree of the goodness and uh, of the knowledge of good and evil, isn't the only way that we try to save ourselves. Sometimes we act like we're a people without a God. We act like I was, I talked to Will because I heard, heard that, that when Jesus come into my heart, and I was like, is that the right theology? Because I thought we were waiting for Jesus to come back. Now the gospel is what? Christ in me. In me. The hope of glory. We are the body of Christ. He's the head of the church, but we're the body. Right? And right now the body's laying down asleep like, waiting, like, please come back, please come back. And he's like, get up! Wake up! I got plans for you, and they're greater than your plans. Do so I believe Jesus is coming back physically? Yes, he is in a resurrected body. He's physically going to place his feet on, on the Mount of Olives, right? He's going to be in Jerusalem. But guess what? He is here right now in each and every one of you. And he's saying, Get up, come alive in me, wake up. He's saying, Hey, live. Now, where does hay come from? It's what we feed our horses, don't you know? Right? So I like saying, Hey. No, hey means live. The breath of God, the life. That's what, what, when he breathed into that dirt in the Garden of Eden, he said, Hey. And Adam lived. And he's saying, Hey. To you. He's saying, wake up, wake up and live. This too will pass. You're like, well, Pastor James, you obviously don't watch the news. <laughs> you obviously are right. I do not get my news from just anywhere. I go right to certain sources where I get my news because I don't believe half of what they're saying. Right? Everything's opinionated and slanted. And I want to know what's what's really going on. And so so it all comes down to our belief. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God? Or are you going to believe the accuser? Are you going to believe who God says, 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 or Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is Jesus, man. This is living under the law to be saved. Now, I've got to clear this up. I am Jewish, Right? I, I, I am not against the law in any way, shape, or form. And we celebrate the law, right? The, the law is what God gives. That's who God is. He's given us a revelation of who He is. But we can't eat of this tree and live because in the flesh, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to earn our way to be like God when it's not something that we can earn. It's something that Jesus gave us. Like I was talking about fruit. Fruit is something that just appears, right? You'll have, when when you're walking in the Spirit, when you're walking in Jesus, you'll have love. You'll have gentleness. You'll have meekness. You'll have goodness. Why? Because that's who you really are. The, The works of the flesh try to put the do's and the don'ts on you. And the more you try to do and don't, the more you die. And the more it tears you down. And the harder it gets. But when you go like, I'm just here to love you, Father. I'm just here to walk in you, Father. And do you know what you find yourself? Instead of murmuring and backbiting and trying to murder your brother, which is murdering, by the way. Right? We say, well, I keep the law. Well, do you really when you're trying to kill your brother with your words? Jesus said, that's murder. He said, if you even think about it, that's murder. So there's no way you can keep this in your own. Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. Right? This word right here, it is finished. Do you know what that word finished means? No, it means it's from Finland. No, it means it's finished. It's done. It's completely done. It's the finished work of the cross in Christ Jesus. Well, Pastor James prove it prove it. I love it when you guys doubt me. Okay, we'll go back to Galatians. Did I lose the glasses already? Oh, oh. I lost my keys for a month one time, and then I went in the. Linda went in and got my coat, and she's like, "Here's your keys. They're in your pocket." Okay, so Peter. So here we have in Galatians, and and even Paul opposes Peter on this circumcision issue. Well, why? Because the Jews are coming. Okay, get this. Christianity is not, not a separate sect from Judaism. We try to pretend it is. We're reading Jewish scriptures in the Torah and the writings and the prophets. We stand on those, those scriptures. The New Testament is Jewish too, by the way. Amen. Right? Christianity is just simply this. It's completed Judaism. It's Judaism who believes that Jesus is the Messiah. Judaism believes in the Messiah. I just seen them at the Western Wall the other day. All the Jewish people from all different different brands of Judaism, which believe it or not, there's a bunch of them, are sitting there and they're singing, Come Messiah, come. Who are they asking to come? Jesus. They're worshiping the same God. They're praying to the same Messiah, even though maybe they don't know it. That's why I embrace Jesus. And that's why, why I love it. And if Christians will realize, you're not separate from the Jewish people, you're not separate from Israel, but you're grafted in and you're part of them. That makes a huge difference. Right? So I don't look at it as there, there's Judaism and Christianity. I, I look at it as a, there's Judaism, and then there's Judaism. We, we just believe it's complete. It's complete in Jesus. We believe already finished and it was finished at the cross and God still loves the Jewish people He still loves everybody by the way he died for everybody whether you like him or not so here here Paul's opposing Peter on him cuz they're going into the synagogues the first church was birthed in the synagogues right and and in in and so they're going in there and they're worshiping. Now all these Gentiles are coming in. They're like, whoa, you're unclean. Whoa, you can't do this. You've got to do this, 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 and this so, so that you can worship God correctly like us because we got it all together. You need to be circumcised and you need to... like. How many of us in churches do that to people? They get, get saved and the mo- first moment they get saved, we say, come to Jesus so we can give you a whole list of things to do <laughs> to pretend you're just as good as us. We do that all the time. Right? So here, here they were. That's what they were doing. It was like, come be just like us. And Jesus like, you're, you're, you're just whitewashed sepulchers. It's like, I want to give you life. And I want to give you life more abundant. So here he's telling them. So, so they come, come back and Paul's opposing this, man. He's like, dude, I done got a revelation. It ain't because of our works. It's because of this, because of the finished work of Jesus, and so he says this in, in Galatians chapter two, verse fifteen: "Who we who are Jews by birth are not Gentile sinners. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law. Watch this: You're not justified by observing the law. Now, observing the law is not a sin." But trying to observe the law to be saved is saying, no, Jesus, I really didn't need your sacrifice because I got this. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to to, to the um, Israelites when God come down the mountain, right? What happened? And 3,000 people died because they said, yeah, we can keep it. We can keep all of it. We got this. Like, we can be you. Same thing that Adam and Eve went through, Right? Right, and say, oh man, there's no way we can keep it. And what happened on that day? 3,000 people died. And then you got Shavuot, which is Pentecost. The Holy Spirit falls, and what happens? On the same day, mind you, 3,000 people were saved. Do you think that's a coincidence? That's because God's always from the beginning to the end. And everything winds up in this, and everything is about Jesus, and his finished working about who he is not foreign that you can't you can't earn your salvation you can't earn god's blessings it's a free gift quit quit trying you're wasting your time just say hey i surrender that's true repentance is surrendering and saying hey i surrender to you i can't do it i take all your good because you already he already took all your sin he already took all your bad on the cross he said it is is finished. And that's good news. Right? That's really good news. So he he says, know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. By what? In Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith and and by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Do you know what that means in Greek, no one? No one, right? And he says this, if while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I'm a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law. So that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live. But Christ lives where? In heaven? And if you have the right eschatological um, pretense... You'll get to see him again? No. No, in me. Well, I was reading in, Believe it or not, Ecclesiastic. And it says this, he's like like this is when Solomon needed Prozac. Or something else. He was up and down, man. He needed Jesus then or something. But it's like on a roller coaster, right? But on the very end Ecclesiastics in Ecclesiastics twelve, verse nine it says this. And it's powerful. He says, Not only was the teacher wise, but he also imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out the set and set in order many proverbs. The teaching searched to find just the right words in what he wrote was upright to me. And then he says this, The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Okay, this is ecclesiastic. They're like goads. The words are like gold. Goad. Like a goad. Like a, not a toad, but a goad. Right? Like a stick. These words are like goads. But listen to, to this. They're collecting sayings like a firm, firmly embedded nails, given by one shepherd. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? He's like, it's a goad. The Bible says that, that the law was given to teach us and to lead us. To who? To Jesus. First thing I seen when I seen nails and one, one shepherd, I saw this. I saw Jesus. I can't draw Jesus. I saw a nail. Is that good enough? By three nails. that was driven into one shepherd and his name is Jesus. You can all these teachings seem upright and they are. They seem good and they are. But if you use that to justify yourself, it's not going to bring you alive. You're justified by one thing and one thing alone and that's Jesus. It's time we come into this place where we say, say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going through a thing. This too shall pass. But Jesus said, it is finished. We well, can say, gam, say, yaor. This too will pass. But one thing will never pass away. And that's Jesus and his finished work. And you can take that to the bank and trust him. Amen? So Father, we just thank you. I love that. Let me close this out because I want to make sure you guys see me in context. Be warned my son on uh, my son of of anything in addition to them oh. you 're going to add to a finished work you 're going to add to what Jesus already done, and he goes on of course he 's talking about the law here that is. Point well taken about Jesus of making many books there is no end and much study wearies the body now all has been heard here is the conclusion of the matter fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for God will judge every deed into judgment including every hidden thing whether it is good or evil what's he telling them keep the law keep the commandments and God's going to expose every hidden thing and he's going to bring everything into judgment dude here it is, Jesus. I rest in you. There is nothing more to judge than this because I'm in you. Now, when I judge myself, I'm righteous. Well, because I'm righteous, it changes how I do things. Right? It doesn't nullify the law, but it actually empowers us to walk in the Spirit where we fulfill who we really are as God's children. Amen? Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.